The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. John Paz, and with me as always is the star of the show, former WWE Tag Team Champion, eight-time Smoky Mountain Wrestling Tag Team Champion, as well as one of the greatest trainers in the history of professional wrestling. He is the Doctor of Desire, Tom Pritchard. Tom, how are you today? John, doing great on a beautiful uh, evening like it is here in the wonderful state of Tennessee in the beautiful city of Knoxville. Doing great. Uh, It's funny because... I'm sitting here thinking like, oh, you know, I, I want to talk about old school wrestling and I want to get to this and I want to get into that. But all this stuff pops up on uh, on my feed and all over social media. So I feel like, man, I, I got to X, you know, the uh, the king of the trainers, the you know, the one of the greatest trainers of all time. I got to ask him kind of what his his current thoughts or his, you know, his thoughts on current wrestling and kind of get your take on it. So I'm watching uh, well, I wasn't watching. I saw pictures and stuff on uh, Twitter and Facebook and stuff of this thing called Big Gay Brunch with Effie and Marco Stunt. And I'm just like, what the hell is this? And they bring out a dildo and they got white sauce and all this stuff. Did you see this? I mean, what, what are your kind of thoughts if you did see this? And if you didn't, please don't. <laughs> no, no, I definitely saw it. Somebody brought it to my attention. And, um, you know, I, I really am one of those people. I, I truly believe I am one of those people that say to each his own. And I believe that with all my heart. I don't care what you do as long as it doesn't uh, infringe on my rights or hurt anybody or commit a murder or anything like that. I mean, uh, feel free. Go out and do what you want as long as you don't trample on somebody else's beliefs or rights. I mean, um, I don't bring my wife in the dressing room and make out with her and, and you know, do intimate things with her at, at wrestling or where I work. Um, and I don't believe anybody should bring their their boyfriend, husband, wife, or, or lover, or you know, significant other, whatever you want to call it. I don't believe anybody should do that uh, in the back, in the dressing room or or out in public, if you're working, if you if you're going to the event as a performer, uh, you know you, you keep things. You're you're at your job. You you're doing a job, so to speak. And and I preface that and say that to say this. Um, I believe there were kids at this event in Evansville, and. Uh, 
I know the world's a whole different place than what I grew up at, and I know the business has changed drastically, and I get it. I really do understand that. But there does come a time when um, no matter if we say there are or are not lines, um, there comes a time when what – where do you say enough is enough? Where do you say maybe let's use our better judgment because not everybody and, – and, of course, this was a niche crowd and a niche uh, show, but not everybody is, is into that. And um, if it was their niche show, niche audience, and it was just those people that wanted to see it, then then wonderful. That's great. But when it starts showing up on, on the Facebook feeds and I don't I don't know if any wrestling websites carried it or not but you know I, I've read some stuff on on this guy Effie after that especially because I kind of googled and said what is this about and he's one of these people from what I understand who who says if you don't book me or gay performers, then we're going to ruin you. We're going to make you financially uh, ruined and 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 just do everything we can to make your life miserable. And I thought that's pretty crappy. That, that's that's kind of a uh, uh, elitist, you know, um, take me attitude that that you're you're entitled. That's what I meant, entitled attitude. And and it really kind of pissed me off because I don't care what you are. I don't care if you're gay, transgender, uh, black, green, white, whatever. If you have talent, you should be booked. If you have talent, you should go out and be able to do that. Not just because you're gay, not just because you're black, not just because you're a woman or a man. But this, we've had gay wrestlers forever in the business since day one, man. And I've had a lot of gay friends and still do in the business. But when you start really throwing it in people's faces, and yes, I know it was Effie's big gay brunch. So it was geared towards and uh, aimed at, um, if you know what you were going to get. And when they did it, I'm sure they're not that ignorant. I'm sure they knew that it was going to be covered, and I'm sure they knew people were going to talk about it. Maybe that was the idea. Maybe that was the goal. Well, okay, they accomplished the goal. I don't know if it was a, a, a positive or a negative. I think they really care. But um, I, it's it's <laughs> nothing I would want to pay to see, nothing I would want to see. And I looked at it because uh, one of my guys brought it to me. One of the guys, you know, our, our JPWA student says, hey, you got to see this. And I said, okay. And I watched it. And then they said, that's that's where the trend's going. And I thought, no, 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 it can't be. If it is, then, um, man, I'm not in. I'm really not. So I didn't care for it. And I think there has to be some kind of line. I really do. Um, you know, there there have been through the years, through the ages, through through history, there have been guys who've done things uh, 
on, on the side of violence or even, you know, I, I was involved in an angle with the dirty white boy where apparently we got a lot of heat because I said something about maybe you should go to a rape crisis center. I mean, that was, I didn't even see the, the, the harm in that, but, but apparently somebody said that was, that was putting the spotlight on domestic violence. And we, we were making a lot of domestic violence, which we weren't making a lot of domestic violence. It was a wrestling angle in, in Alabama uh, at the time. And I know we're in 2020, 2020. I don't know if it can, well, I'm, I'm waiting to see how much weir, weirder or stranger or, or more ridiculous it can get. Uh, but I just don't, you know, when somebody sees something like that, immediately they're going to think that's what all wrestling is. And, and maybe, maybe not. I'd, I'd say that, you know, in a blanket statement. But, but a lot of people will, and a lot of people do. And I don't know, um, for, for Effie and for all the gay wrestlers out there, maybe it is what they want them to, to think when they think about wrestling. But, but when you break it down... Here is here is Effie, this this uh, he's bigger than Marco Stunt, but but hell, my wife's bigger than Marco Stunt. He he's forcing him down, and it and it's just a, it's an uncomfortable looking uh, spot. It 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 just it it's not. I think it's it's for the shock value period, and I don't I don't see the upside to it. But I'm not gay, and I, I wasn't there, so maybe there's a lot of people that do. It's just for me. Nope, I I really think it's that kind of crap that is is not going to help the business progress. Uh, it'll make it. It'll it'll certainly give it a uh, a fork in the road to go down. I mean, if you want to go down that that type of stuff and, and, and do that type of stuff, which obviously they are, but man, John, it was, it was not good. And I don't like the guy's attitude from what I've read about it. So I have no use for him. It was uh, horrible, a uh, disgraceful, embarrassing, but the thing that it shows to me and, uh, maybe I'm wrong on this, but this is what immediately what I thought attention seeking behavior. They're trying to get some sort of, um, you know, niche audience, but they're trying to get the mainstream to cover it, whether it be positively or negatively. They're looking for attention. But it also shows that lack of talent that these guys have to you know, be forced to do stuff like that because they can't really wrestle. Yeah, it really does. And and to even say some of the things I've, I've read him say, saying that there's not a lot of gay uh, or, or transgender or LGBT uh, talent on the card, and we're going to force you to book us. No, 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 no. That, that's, that's again, that's just saying, because we're gay, you need to put us on the card. No, how about we don't give a damn if you're gay. We've had gay wrestlers the whole time. Pat Patterson, Chris Colt, um, just to name two, because there's many, many others, and there have been other, other people, man, through the years. Nobody gives a shit. If if you're gay when you come in the locker room or not, we're just trying to draw money, and we've had flamboyant gay wrestlers. We've had the guys who wanted to keep it kind of cool and 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 do their thing away from the matches. But you know, now that you're bringing it out, you're bringing out uh, you bring it to the forefront where those who who think it's great, okay, great. 
that's where you're going to stay. And if that's where you want to stay, please stay there. Uh, but don't start talking about the other promotions or anybody else who doesn't want to book you because it doesn't have anything to do with your gay. I think it has to do with your attitude. I think it has to do with the point that you're forcing somebody to do something that in their business they don't want to do. It's the same thing with making a cake. You, you're going to force somebody to make a cake uh, that's against their beliefs. So your beliefs and your rights trump theirs? No, no, no. And I have a goddamn hard time uh, believing that and listening to that kind of crap, man. I really, really do. And it's the same thing in wrestling. You know, we're going to go out, we're going to make a stance, we're going to make it strong, and we're going to show you we can do whatever we want. Okay, good for you. Stay, stay there and do that. Do it there. But don't come tell me that I've got to book you just because you're you and you're making a stance and you're making a road. No, no, no. Show me you got some talent and can draw people and people really want to come see you. And if you can work and you can tell stories without having to use a dildo that squirts white fluid in your eyes and looking like you're trying to uh, to make a... A little fellow like Marco Stunt uh, put his head on it, man. I mean, it's horrible. It was horrible. I have no use for it. And I don't know if you saw earlier in the match, I did see a clip of they were like dancing around. There was music going on with that guy, Danhausen, who is also um, not very talented. And then there's uh, Marco Stunt's brother, who I guess got in trouble for some other things. But, um, they were dancing around to music, kicking each other in the head, but it just kind of screamed against me, like, okay, these guys don't have talent enough to put on a good match. They're just going to go through, like, this whole comedy routine. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and that that's... Oh, God, man. You know, that that's... There's, there's a lot of things I don't really care for going on in wrestling today. I see Ricky Morton at 64 years old going out, and he still loves the business, no doubt about it. You know, I, I still love the business. I don't love a lot of things that are being done today. But I still love the business because when done right, uh, it, it can be so cool. But what we've had um, is an infiltration of guys who couldn't do anything else but what they're doing now. And they found people sympathetic to their cause, which is fine. Again, if you want to go down and uh, rent the, the VFW or, or, or armory or high school or whatever you want to do, or you want to do it in your backyard with some friends, okay, that's cool. But don't force it down everybody's throat. Don't, don't make it um, about we, we are going to be as crass, lewd, uh, and as pornographic as we possibly can to get it mainstream and force companies or force small promoters to put us on their card because we have a right. No, you don't have a right. You don't have a right to tell me a friggin' thing about what I can do with my business. I, I, I don't believe that, and I would fight anybody to the end if they think that's true. And and it, it, it's just, it's a shame, and I, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the, the grumpy old man. But at the same time, I've seen a lot of shit that just flies all over me. And 
I, I have to calm down and tell myself that is a niche audience and, and people want to see that. And they come out to see it. I don't want to see it, but I have that choice. I choose not to. But don't make me say, don't don't tell me that I have to choose to accept you uh, when I don't. I don't have to choose. I can choose not to accept you and let you do your thing. I'm not going to say you can't, but I'm, you're not going to tell me I, I have to because I won't. And I'm at that point in my life where I have nothing else to lose. I've got more years behind me than I do ahead of me, and I I don't give a shit. I'm willing to die for what I believe in these days, and I don't care. And I guess they are too, but we'll see which side of history they come out on. Um, if, if this is what wrestling has become, I mean, 2020 has already destroyed so many jobs, uh, not just for wrestlers but for a lot of people. And, tw- and a lot of people, you know <sighs> – are working their ass off to try and get better and to get signed by by major companies or just get signed or to, to make a living at this. And when when you have a show like this, in my opinion, you got a guy like Marco Stunt, and this is a great point I heard the other day too. Um, you know, works for AEW, goes on and does his show and gets all this attention. And then you got people watching AEW, and there's a kid that was, uh, you know, being forced <laughs> down on a dildo, squirted milky substance in the guy's eyes, and, um, you know, it it carries it. It carries with you whatever message, whatever connotation that kind of stuff brings. It, it's going to carry with him no matter what. And then it'll get it'll it'll get on the company, and then you might have a sponsor, or you might have an executive, or you might have somebody who's seen this, heard about it. You might have somebody send this clip to uh, uh, the network and say, "This is the kind of crap you guys want to promote." And not every, I mean, it may be a more liberal feeling here in here in the country today. Uh, you know, I don't know. I would I would hope not, but I, I don't I don't know, and um, but whatever they do, it's it's going to follow them. And uh, guys have learned that. Look at the look at the cancel cancel culture. The the uh, what was the the what about me or no the the me too me too the speak out movement that that was going on before this this whole thing hit. Uh, some of the guys that got hit like. You know the Joey Ryan's of the world and and things like that. You know, I mean that that lasted for a little bit, but you know you got to remember, guys. You know he was doing a lot of the same crap, and then yeah, like you said, old Marco Stunt's brother also got in trouble this weekend too. That's the kind of crap that's going to follow you, and um, you know because they think doing all that shit's okay, and 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 I would hope. Again, you know, uh, I don't need all the all the stuff in the background, but I, I would I would hope there's still some decency or some form of uh, knowing what's what's acceptable uh, in a in a in a club or or in a confined space or where it's just people who want to see G.G. Allen, for instance. You know, I mean. Are you familiar with G.G. Allen? No. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Well, G.G. Allen, uh, it's A-L-L-I-N for anybody who wants to look it up. Uh, I was I was told about it many, many years ago. And I, I looked it up, found out what he was about, because I wanted to see what these people were talking about. And it's insane. They made a, a documentary about him. It's called Hated. And the things he was doing appealed to a certain audience. And uh, it was Gigi Allen and the Murder Junkies. Um, you know, okay, I get it. And I watched it and I saw it. I know who it is now. And, I, and that, that gives me a great point of reference to compare. Uh, you know, not everybody likes WWE, uh, but but some do, and and some like, you know, AEW. Well, some like uh, Aerosmith uh, or the Rolling Stones, and and some people like Gigi Allen. It's it's the same kind of comparison for me. You know, Gigi went out and and threw shit at everybody when he was singing, and and hit him, beat himself up on stage, and. And would do just ridiculously outrageous, um, lawless shit. So uh, you you can have Effie's Big Gay Brunch and know what you're getting. Or you can go to a wrestling match or or, or a sports entertainment show or whatever you want to do, man. I mean, I hear Ring of Honor is is trying to do the right thing thing or try to do a different thing anyway where it's more more sports based kind of like what AEW said they were going to do and never did and but but in 2020 who knows everybody can uh is is allowed to do have their own tastes have their own thoughts have their own feelings on things in, including me just don't tell me that I can't and you can and and I'm not allowed but you are uh, because that's bullshit, and I'm not I'm not gonna just stand by and let you do it. Not while not while you're doing it in front of my face. You can do it wherever you want, and while it's not bothering me. So now it's just interesting to me what you said a little bit ago about let's say Marco Stunt is in AEW. Someone complains to the network, "Hey, these are the guys on your TV. Look what I've seen." I feel like Tony Khan would not be happy. He could be wrong on this, and I don't know him, but I could be wrong on this, because I heard a story a while ago. It didn't really make a lot of uh, um, like major press or anything, or no one really covered it that much, but Tony Khan didn't want to sign Joey Ryan, and the, the rumor was, but I, I talked to some you know, behind-the-scenes people. doesn't matter who they are. They're just very credible people. They said he didn't like Joey Ryan. He didn't like the... He wasn't a part of All In when he did that penis thing where all the, all the penis, fake penises came out. Apparently, mm-hmm. Tony Khan didn't like that kind of stuff. He thought that wasn't good for TV. Uh, he didn't like what Joey Ryan was all about, which obviously <laughs> turns out, if, if all this stuff is true about him, that maybe he really is was right about him as a person. But I cannot see him not liking Joey Ryan, not wanting to sign him to AEW. Obviously, Joey Ryan came out and said, oh, no, I'd rather be a free agent. Well, supposedly... Khan was the one that came in and said, I don't want him in this company. He doesn't fit. Uh, I, I don't like what he's all about, the, the, the dick grabbing, all that stuff. So I can't see him then in turn being okay with Marco Stunt doing the same type of stuff, right? I mean, it just got, it's not good for the network, TNT, or him as the billionaire owner. Well, no, it's really not. And obviously his brother winded up being a little creep too. Yep. Um, you know, I, I just, once again, 
many, many years ago. No, wrestling has always been an outlaw sport, man. I mean, it, it, it takes a special kind of person to to follow wrestling, to want to wrestle, to actually to to want to do it, to, to dedicate your life to it, and actually want to step in there and and go through everything that comes with the business. That that's that was since day one. But you know, when when cell phones came out, Facebook, all the social media, all the stuff that uh, people can tune in right away and find out about it. It it doesn't give you a whole lot of cover. It doesn't give you a place to hide. You know the the light is shining on you, and eventually, if there's something in your past, it's going to come get you. It'll find you. Karma is a bitch, and you know I, I'm not a. Quite honestly, I've never been a fan of Marco Stunt. Don't know who his brother is. I read the little deal about you know what he did, but that you don't. Know, that that's the other thing, and I've heard people talk about this too, but that's that's the whole different culture that we're in today. Nobody understands, you know. You you, you go on uh, Tinder or or whatever the dating apps are out there, and you meet women that way. You meet people that way. Back in back when I was coming up, you had to do face to face stuff. I mean, how how revolutionary is that? You had to actually talk to somebody to get them to go out with you. They had to get to know you. And and even at the matches, man, it was understood. If you were there and and you wanted to party, there was no twisting arms. There was no forcing anybody to do anything. Everybody was a willing participant, and it was a lot of fun. And we had a great time in the 80s. Not everybody was... <laughs> Not everybody was was fine upstanding citizens, but at the same time, uh, pretty much everybody knew what the what the game was. And if you if you came back to the hotel, or you you crossed the threshold of of somebody's room, well, for Christ's sake, you know, it was understood. And if it wasn't understood, then it was very quickly. Thank you very much. Have a good night and. Um, be safe. Pretty. That was it. There, there was no grabbing. There was no forcing. Nothing. I won't say nothing. There, there. I'm sure there were times, but in my case, it wasn't. And uh, the people who did back then were looked down upon too, and for the same reason. And and it will come back. Somebody's going. I, I think, and it may not. But at the same time, I can't be sure if, if somebody's not going to come back and say, "Hey, look." This is what Marco did. This is what his brother did. Do you really want these people around your your uh, dressing room and your your company? Because if you do, what else are they capable of doing? What else are they? Um, <laughs> you nobody knows the future, but at the same time, we already have this down. We we know what what happened here, uh, and if he gets away with it, what's to stop him from doing it again? So as we've seen again with the guys like Ryan and and whoever else, the other little guy David Starr, who Jesus H Christ, the upright, he's all righteous, and he's another one who needs to go away real fast. You know, I've, all those guys, all those little guys who are going to come in and, and tell you how to live your life and how free and open-minded you should be about their lifestyle are the ones who are the dregs of society and. Are, preying on all these people. So I, I don't know, man. It, it's just something that that it, it, it's disheartening, and it, it can really be uh, discouraging 
knowing that these guys are, are doing this stuff and uh, it's getting it's getting some it's getting eyeballs on it. Right, wrong, or indifferent, it's, it's getting eyeballs on it, and and it's that kind of crap that people will look at and say, "So you like professional wrestling?" I can see the meme of Marco being forced down on a on a dildo. I, no, I, I don't. Why is that necessary? They, they want to. I'm not saying we got to present wrestling as a complete shoot. Not what I'm saying at all. But let's present it at least as uh, uh, sports. If you want to say sports entertainment, we go you go into the mentality of we're going to suspend our belief here, and it is like a movie. It is like an action adventure series, uh, and be that for the time being, and be that when people meet you. When Austin would meet people, he was Steve Austin. He was stone cold when he met him. And he was he was impressive. He 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 knew how to treat people, and and he was he was a good guy. And same thing with Hogan, man. Hogan knew how to be Hulk Hogan. Uh, and I'm sure there were guys who had bad nights, but John Cena was John Cena. Now, if you met Marco Stunt uh, away from the arena, what would you say about Marco Stunt? Oh yeah, he's a little creep. He's a, he's a little dirty creep, little midget dirty creep. And I you know, I've never met him, but that's how it comes across now. He's the kind of guy who goes in the ring with Effie's gay brunch and allows the guy to try to shove his head down on a dildo and he squirts out white liquid in Effie's eyes. You know, I I don't want to have no use for him. Very, very, uh, you know, just disgusting uh, whole display by them. Just because it's, I mean, it's just not wrestling. And it's funny, I saw somebody online, which actually is a valid point. At first I kind of ignored it, but then I went back. I'm like, you know, you made a good point. He said that these shows should say, this is not pro wrestling. This is some sideshow outlaw must show bullshit. Just so, you know, normal fans don't kind of come across it and think like, that's not what pro wrestling is now, is it? Well, yeah. I, I mean, I know they named it Ge- Effie's Gay Brunch. And, and somebody said something on, I read the comments too, and somebody said something on there. And, and one of the other kids that I know wrote back and says, well, it's, it says it's Effie's Gay Brunch. If you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. And it's like, yeah, dude, no kidding. You don't want to watch it, don't watch it. But then don't put it on every feed on everybody's Facebook. Don't put it on your feed out there and talk about it. Don't get people to talk about it. If you don't want to, no, not everybody wants to watch it. So if you don't want to, don't put it on everybody's feed. Don't, don't, uh, don't make everybody watch it then. Not, not that you had to watch it and, at the same time, when it comes up on your Facebook, and there he is, loud and proud, right there, and you're going, "Holy Christ, what what are you guys thinking?" And, and the thing is, they're thinking that they deserve to be out front. They deserve to show everybody how gay and proud they are, which is just fine. But you do have to understand there are other people who live in the world besides you, and I don't I don't go out in public again hanging all over my wife, kissing my wife, tonguing French kissing my wife in a in a restaurant and and touchy feely in a restaurant or at wrestling school or at a dang wrestling match, and at least have some respect if not for everybody around you. How about some respect for yourself and a lot of times we don't under, don't understand what that means because youth is wasted on the young, and we can't look back and 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 take back what we do when we're young. But you can at least um, 
have some kind of sense and understand, but I don't think they do because I don't really think anybody cares. And it, and it is culture we live in today. I really, truly believe that. But I also truly believe with all the stuff that came out earlier in the year, you know, against these guys, the speak out movement, uh, there, 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 there are people who aren't afraid to speak out anymore. And uh, for these idiots who just complete morons for believing that they can get get away with anything, it, it, it speaks volumes to the intelligence and and just complete idiocracy that we're living in. So, you know, it's stupid. funny. Effie was kind of saying, oh, I, you know, I better get booked and blah, blah, blah. Well, uh, Paro, um, Paro, who's on that card, he's a good wrestler. He's, you know, he's, he's gay, quote, unquote. He, he should be forced. No, he was a good wrestler who gets booked by MLW and everyone else anyway. It doesn't matter if he's gay or not. He gets, you know, they see a big, strong guy who's he's a good wrestler who could draw money. So, obviously, if Effie's not getting booked, it could also be that he's not that good of a wrestler. Right. Now, I don't know if that, he's not getting that or not. But, no, no, he's know. not getting that. that. That's that's my point. I detest, I, it repulses me to no end that people who feel just because they want to wrestle, just because they, they, they're gay or, or they're of a different ethnicity, I'm trying to say that word, um, then, then whoever it might be, then that's wrong. Um, you go out and you can prove yourself. And I'm not saying it has never been unfair because it's showbiz. Showbiz has never, never been completely subjective. It's all objective. And, you know, just because this guy likes that doesn't mean somebody else will. So, yeah, if you're going to gear your shows uh, towards your niche audience, gear them toward your, towards your niche audience. Um, and then you may find some people who want to come to it. You may you may reach some people who want to go see it. Well, that's, that's cool. That's, that's your prerogative. But once again, the the thing that turned me off about this guy was his, his statements about uh, we're going to show every other promoter out there you have to book gay wrestlers because you have no gay wrestlers on the card. Dude, there have been gay wrestlers on the card without anybody knowing about it for years, and not everybody had to be gay. And even your your gay stereotypes, um, like Adrian Street, who wasn't gay, but he, he, he never let up. He, he worked the gimmick the whole time, and he did some controversial stuff. You know, um, Adrian Adonis, you know, Gorgeous George wasn't necessarily gay, but they, they in the 50s and 60s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, you know, he, they they went with a gay gimmick. You well, know, now you want to be gay, but you don't want to do the gay gimmick, yet you want to have a dildo in the ring, and you want to be respected, and you want to be put on the card, but yet you want to do it your way. Well, your company the gay Effie or the the big gay brunch, do it there, but don't don't talk about anybody else's company not wanting to have you in their locker room or on their card because not everybody wants to see that, not everybody wants to be around it. Um, and I, I I tell people this. I have a we have one of our fellows here who happens to be gay, and I tell him uh, on a constant basis because he doesn't understand this is a business and sometimes you have to calm down so you can't be flamboyant 
and uh, flaming all the time. They've got to see that you do have some gravitas, that you are serious, that you that you can do business, and that's what it comes down to. But when you when you just come in and you want to you want to be twerking and flaming and and um, yelling the whole time when there are people there who don't know what's going on yet. And I'm talking about in a training setting. And we need to have you chill out. Stop trying to kiss guys. I know you're playing. I know you're you're messing around. One time is okay. Second time, mm. when you're doing it three, four, five times and you're playing for two hours straight and you've been told calm down and you can't do it, well, that tells me and anybody else who wants to see you uh, or wants to book you on their card, we, we, you don't listen. You're not coachable. You're not. You're not paying attention. You, you want to do it your way. And let me explain something. Until you have some power, or until you own your own company, you do it the way whoever's house you're in tells you to do it. If you're in my training school, do it my way. If you're in somebody's promotion, you do it their way. And uh, like I said, unless you you want to buy your own promotion, go out and do it. By all means, man, go do it. But but that's what everybody wants to understand. They want to bring their preferences and their rights uh, and their way of doing things trample mine. No, they don't. They don't trample mine. And um, that that's that's the thing that uh, pisses me off and gets my blood boiling, and, uh, man, I'm not a tough guy, not at all, but when I get pissed off, uh, I'm ready, <laughs> I'm ready to go, and and I think some people understand that, and some don't, and I really don't care who does and doesn't, but it just, when I see stuff like this, and I have a discussion, and I've had a discussion, like I said, with the guy that brought it in, and he was trying to explain to me, this is what it is, and this is the acceptance factor, and and this is where it's going. Well, if it is, um, I'm done. And I, I won't do that. I, we're not going to teach that at JPWA. I can promise you that. We're not going to do any dildo spots. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny. Like, It's like the acceptance factor. Like, I don't know about like that actually being true. I just feel like it's a very niche audience and it's the people just i know they watch wrestling for the comedy or whatever they're watching it for not really for the wrestling or for the actual talent i just feel like those guys are have no talent nothing to do because if you look at sunny kiss another gay wrestler signed by AEW, it's actually like athletic actually does moves actually like knows what he's doing in the ring um from what i've seen of, of most of these other guys obviously you know not paro who's good but like some of these other guys effie uh, you're not really that good to begin with, which is probably why you're not on TV. It has nothing to do with being gay. If Sonny Kiss is gay and he's on TV. So, I mean, it's it's just like these guys just don't make sense, and they live in their own, like, bubble where they're just idiotic. Uh, I, I think that's what it is, uh, living in their own bubble and not really um, uh, delusional is a word I would use, delusional, really thinking you're better than you are. And, uh, you know, it, that, that's, again, that's as old as as the business um, itself. You know, a lot of delusional workers out there, a lot of people who who think they should have been in the main event, should have headlined WrestleMania or, or whatever, 
you know, it's it's great to have an ego. It's great to have a performer's ego and believe in yourself. You have to do that to succeed. Um, but the other element, another factor that that's so important is you have to have talent to go along with it. You know, I I, I love the the philosophy of the ten thousand hour rule and the Beatles going to Germany and paying, playing day and night for for months on end or, or close to a year, and then you know that's that was learning learning the ropes, playing in the strip bar, and and just being around each other, doing what they had to do for so long, and that's how you get great. But then they amended that rule. Uh, I think Gladwell, Malcolm Gladwell, said, you know, yeah, you have to have ten thousand hours of practice to be considered an expert, but you also have to have talent. You know, uh, that that's a key key part of this, and. Uh, a lot of people may have been doing it for a long time, but it doesn't mean you're that good at it. And, um, you know, some people don't want to face the truth, and other people um, want to go see a dildo on a pole match, and I don't want to do either. I, I, I really don't. The interesting thing is just I'm just thinking back, like, let's just say you're good close personal friend, Dustin Rhodes, back when he played Goldust. Like, what did you think of that character? Because obviously, you know, he's not gay, but he's androgynous, but he's doing gay stuff. But he's really, really kind of like shocked TV. What did you think about that character? I had I had no problems with Goldust because he wasn't gay. It was an androgynous thing. It was one of those things that you weren't sure exactly where he was coming from. Um, and yeah, Goldust did some suggestive stuff, and he wore the 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 uh, underwear stuff when he when he had the backlot match with Piper, and and he's done some crazy stuff, and he does crazy stuff like that. But it was it was. More, it was presented uh, as off the wall. It was uh, uh, edgy and um, made sure, uh, you know, they, of course, WWE got complaints from the LBGT or LG, whatever it's called, from the gay rights people uh, because they thought it was being presented in a, in a negative tone. Well, Dustin was a heel, and he did gold dust, uh, not necessarily gay, but he he made people feel uncomfortable. And if you go back and, and think about it, w- what a better strategy to get your opponent off his game than to hit it this way. And uh, there have been TV shows, Three's Company, you know, John Ritter, Mm-hmm. Uh, our, our culture has has been filled with filled with this part of life and this part of our society, uh, and and approached it in in many different ways. So I mean, it's not like the gay community has been ignored or hasn't been represented or uh, at least looked at. And, and examined before. Goldust was one. When Chris Canyon came out as gay, it was another one. But even Chris. Chris uh, didn't want to do the stereotypical stuff. Uh, you know, he struggled with it his whole life. And no one can understand that struggle unless you go through it. I fully understand that that concept and, and believe in it. You, you can you can tell everybody how bad you're hurting and, and, 
and uh, what you're going through, but but nobody can fully fully feel the same thing or have you know we can have empathy, but at the same time we don't really we're we're not the one being cut open and and, and have to let the scar heal. <laughs> a lot of those people are, and and Dustin had a lot of scars that he brought to the. Uh, Goldust character, you know that, that he he drew from, and to make it as convincing as he could, and once again, it wasn't labeled as gay. It was certainly labeled as strange, odd, different, uh, androgynous, and he had Terry with him, you know. So there, there's a lot of things you can point to. Uh, but this this gets to the the point of. In this, in, in, where we stand today with, with, with this culture, and even especially that weekend with his creepy, is his older brother or little brother? That, that, you know you know, it's so funny? I thought it was older brother, but I'm pretty sure it's his younger brother. Okay. Well, he's got his younger brother out there trying to, trying to hit on somebody else. You know, the, the lady who's making the gear for the guys. I mean, uh, how, how presumptuous obnoxious, arrogant, and pompous do you have to be uh, to, to think that, that, that you're going to, hey, I thought you were into me. Oh, I'm sorry. I guess not, huh? Well, you know, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not surprised by any of that attitude because I've dealt with people like that before, you know, uh, <laughs> guys who watch the computer, uh, the the dating websites, and, and tell you what to do, how to how to get girls, and they're they're telling them stuff that I'm going, whoa, wait a minute, hold on here, I don't I don't, if it works that way today, um, we're in a lot of trouble, and and I know we're in a lot of trouble, but but just the attitude of of everybody's out. To hook up, and maybe we are, because we, we were all, even in the business when I was growing up, yeah, we wanted to hook up. Sure, we did, but we did it face to face. But these these guys today, um, and I, I sound <laughs> these guys today, these kids today, hmm. uh, you know, it, it, it's it's so far over the line in my opinion. It really is. It's just so far over the line where everybody is pushing. Nobody can be, uh, nobody can have their opinion. It all has to be you're either on my side or on your, you're on their side. Um, well, I'll tell you, I'm definitely on my side. And I'm definitely going to take care of me. I'm going to take care of my family. And if you want to take care of your family, great, because I don't want to do any, I don't want anything to do with you. But don't trespass on my rights. Don't trespass in my life. Don't come knocking at my door uh, because I don't want you. <laughs> and so, and, and don't worry, I won't trespass on you. I won't come to your door. I will leave you alone. Do the same to me. Leave me alone. And when when i don't care if it's an individual i don't care if it's if it's the the rulers of our world who tell us what to do uh uh-uh. uh no i don't believe life is meant to be that way and i'm going to live my life uh as long as it doesn't intrude or stomp on anybody else's rights that's that's where it ends when where my rights and you know end is where yours begin, I guess. 
if if you don't want me to once again i i don't want to see anybody in a bar uh or or at a restaurant just tonguing each other and feeling each other and going off and and i've had i've seen and i've i've been around some uh people who are gay who didn't see anything wrong with it because they're gay they're proud and they wanted to make out in the dressing room okay that's not the place to do it and and not the place to do it in public it's ju- it's just my opinion they can have theirs and obviously they do and and that's okay we can agree to disagree or we, they don't have to agree with me to do anything just stay out of my face stay out of my life it's just so interesting like i see a lot of those guys like David Starr, Joey Ryan. I'm not sure if Logan Stone was one of those guys, but they always say, like, uh, oh, this, the culture today, and we got to cancel people, and, and, oh, look at this person. You know, they always point out the bad in other people, which probably means that they themselves, which turn out to be the fact that they were the worst, you know, the, the most woke are usually the worst. So I feel yeah. like a lot of that is true, too. So I feel like maybe uh, something's going to come out against Effie just because it seems like that's the natural progression of what happens with these guys. Well, it really does, and and that's that's why it's so amusing at times when all these righteous and self-righteous people who who are going to be the ones to tell you that this guy's bad and, <laughs> and again, you know, Cornette is off his rocker. And, and no doubt about it, man, uh, Cornette, is certainly off his rocker, but he deserves, and he's right in what he says. He deserves to be off his rocker. He deserves to be whatever he wants to do. He has every right to state his opinion, just like I do. And and he's passionate about it, and he'll tell them the same thing, as long as you just stay away from him and keep that crap off his feed. But people are going to tell it to him, and, and he's still reviewing wrestling. Um, but, you know, I, Cornette, and let me just get on this real quick. Cornette is one of those guys who's going to tell you straight up what he thinks, no matter what. What you hear on his podcast is how he is backstage, how he is in his in his regular life. There is no off switch with him. And and that's the good thing about it because you'll know where you stand. And, and he, you may not like it. And uh, uh, even with his political rants, you, you may not like it, and that's okay. We don't. He and I don't agree on everything, but but I respect the fact that that we don't, and we can still be friends. Um, and I and I'm not going to argue with him about it because there's no point. I would rather save the friendship. But a lot of people want to argue with him about it and want to call him on his stuff and say he doesn't have a right to say what he says, or he doesn't have a right to think the way he thinks, and he does. Uh, so, you know, with Joey Ryan and all the other guys calling Cornette out because he's 20 years behind the times and, and he's old school and he doesn't know what wrestling is today, well, that's their opinion. That's cool. But they don't know what wrestling was back then, and that's why they don't understand the the feelings, the the passion, and his conviction, and they never will. But once they get to a point in life, if they make it that far, uh, to where they look back and then they see what's what's going on during during that time of their life and it's not going to resonate with them, then maybe they can understand and relate to what, what Jim Cornette's doing. I respect the hell out of Ricky Morton. I, th- I think he's, he's still one of the greatest baby faces of all time. I really do. 
Um, and I think Ricky knows that as the business changes, uh, he's going to roll with the punches too. So that's fine, and I don't mind rolling with punches. I, I, the only reason I'm even talking about this tonight is because, you know, you asked me and we had talked a little bit about it before we went on. But there has to be some kind of line. There has to be some kind of point where you ask, uh, unless you're just not a decent person, unless you just don't believe in decency, unless you just don't believe in some kind of um, – some kind of code, some kind of regiment, man. What what is it? Do 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 you do you care if kids see this? Do you care? You know, or are we just gonna? Because if we are, all great societies destroy themselves from within. If that's what we're gonna do, great. That that's that's a wonderful thing. <laughs> but it's really not. It's not a wonderful thing. And I, I, again, it just goes back to you can do yours. Let me do mine. Don't cross paths telling me, hey, I'm gay, and you can't piss here. Well, uh, I'm not gay, and I will piss here. So it doesn't say gay, straight, um, transgender, or anything like that. You know, respect the fact that, that people have different views, and yes, Effie has different views, and I'm saying all that too. But you know, if you're gonna do it, uh, if you're gonna do it, expect the heat you're gonna get with it, man. Because people are gonna give you their opinions too. That's all. And interesting, Ricky Morton versus Joey Janela was the main event of one of right. those shows that weekend, which is just interesting. I know, you know, good for Ricky getting a payday and stuff like that. But it's just interesting wrestling Jimmy Cornette's mortal enemy. Well, yeah, but but that's that's the thing, you know. I mean, I I saw some of that match too with 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 this uh, clip that that my friend brought in, um, and and I got it because you're right, Ricky's getting a payday. Ricky is still relevant today, um, and and he's he is 64 years old. He 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 can he can obviously keep up with these guys, and they want him around, so he's not going to be judgmental. Uh, if he's if he's not, that's that's fine. That, that's cool. Once again, man, we don't. When I see Ricky, we don't have to bring it up. We don't have to talk about it. It's, it's just like you know, the political hot potato. If if I don't want an argument, I, I'm going to steer as far away from it as I can. But if you keep poking me and you keep arguing and keep saying it, um, I used to. I, 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 the last real argument I had was something like this where I, I said my piece and it was a friend of mine. We were, we were having dinner at a, at a place here in Knoxville called Litton's and he wanted to argue. And I, I had argued and we argued for 30 minutes and I had had enough. And finally I said to hell with it, man, I'm leaving. I don't, I, I don't want to discuss this anymore. Uh, you have your life. I have mine. We're going to end it right there. Just just go live what you want to live and how you want to live, and I'm going to live the way I want to live. Just don't I, – I, I don't want to be forced to listen to what you're saying when I feel it's not in my best interest or I don't believe in it. Vice versa. If it's not in your best interest and you don't believe in what I'm saying, then tune it out. Leave me alone. And that's what I've done. I mean, I've done the thing with Effie. Uh, I don't. I read up on it when after I saw the 
the dick spot. And then I, because I, I didn't really, I don't really know about Effie. I don't. I mean, I just knew he was gay and does this gay brunch. And he's very uh, uh, defiant and, and very, you know, hey, this is my way and we're going to do it all. And we're going to ruin you. And I thought, man, no, not not this guy. You know, I, I, I've I've seen those guys. I've dealt with those guys, and uh, it's not my thing. Interesting thing about Janela is a lot of people think that he is just absolutely obsessed with Cornette. That's why he wanted to wrestle Ricky Morton, even more so than Morton kind of just being a wrestling god and being able to say he wrestled him. But maybe he might be a little obsessed with him. Uh, he did try to see if he could get um, him and Sonny Kiss as a tag team to, to be the Midnight Express. He, which is just weird because, you know, Tony Khan uh, would shoot that down in, in two seconds or whoever in AEW is making a decision would shoot it down. But he went to go guess who owned Midnight Express. Um, uh, Cornette owns that. it. Obviously, yeah. Cornette owns it. And if you even use um, any form of Express, Midnight, Midnight Express, obviously you're going to be in some legal trouble, so they wouldn't even go about it. But it's just funny. I think he might be obsessed with him because he pretends that the stuff he says that Cornette says doesn't affect him, but it really, really bothers him. And it's just funny because Cornette's just, you know, shooting the shit and he's kind of joking, obviously. He's, he's very serious about some things, but kind of joking, calling him Jelly jelly Nutella and whatever else he called him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and that's... that's... <sighs> That's where we find ourselves today because um, the wrestling business is certainly nothing like it was when Jim and especially the Midnight Express was around. Uh, and, and the Midnights and Rock and Roll, they, they changed uh, the way wrestling was perceived in, in Mid-South. They they broke records. They, they went and, uh, man, they, they had these epic matches and they looked like wrestlers and they treated it as wrestling and yes it was a work yes people knew back then but you know i just watched a recent match between the midnights and rock and roll from houston and the people this from the 80s when they were hot 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 and the people were going for every spot because it wasn't just a bunch of little kids out there playing wrestler. And uh, they did spots with meaning, intensity. Um, They took their time, and they told a hell of a story. Uh, It wasn't, let's do this spot, act, 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 and then let's regroup, and let's do this spot, act, act, act. They, they they felt it, and they went out and they told the story. Now you got guys who couldn't get booked on any kind of shows like that ever. And now they, they have somebody where, where they can go, and, and anybody can rent a building, a high school, gym, armory. There's no commissions. Nobody cares. Uh, they'll find a place, if they have a commission, they'll find a place that has no commission and just let them set up and, and be backyard wrestling, mud show wrestlers. And, you know, I, I hate to I hate to just bury these guys all the time, but the lack of respect and the lack of um, even trying or attempting to learn the, the craft of professional wrestling, 
uh, again, I use the words disheartening and discouraging because all they want to do, man, I just, I just saw something on my feed earlier and I printed it out. Um, I'll give this guy credit to you from Vinny Macero. Do you know Vinny by any chance? Oh yeah. Yep. Okay. Did you see the one he says how to do a Canadian destroyer and has all these people lined up and the next window says how to chain wrestle. It says, this says a lot about society. Um, yeah, so, you know, I, I, I copied that because I thought, yeah, and you got one window where the crowd is, is backed way up, how to do a Canadian destroyer. And the next window right next to it, you got one guy there, how to chain wrestle. And he says, this says a lot about society. And it does because nobody wants to see wrestling. Nobody wants to go out and uh, uh, watch Ric Flair versus Ricky Steamboat. Nobody wants to do that. They want to go see high spots. They want to go see uh, flip, flop, and fly. Well, the reason these the people want to go see high spots and flip, flop, and fly is because that's all these guys can do, and that's what they've educated whatever fans see the flyer, see the poster, whatever it is, they go out and they say, hey, well, that's some cool stuff. And the video game crowd, the young kids, I totally understand, uh, will come in and say, wow, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. Oh, great, great. And they don't give a shit. They want crash and burn. All right. Um, you're going to have that for a few years. And whoever comes up behind this generation, I have no idea if they're going to get tired of it or if they're going to appreciate the classics, if they care enough to delve into uh, some of the Ricky Steamboat flare matches or, or, or a uh, Rock and Roll Express versus Midnight Express tag match um, or, or, or any, uh, any Von Erich Freebird action to where uh, the energy – the vibe and, and the overall feeling in the crowd kind of comes through and you see how jazzed up these people are. And not one guy does a have a Corona or a toupee or a Huracarana and a tope. But it's the same thing because, boy, did you see that have a Corona? Yeah, and we saw it. You know what I mean? It, 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 it's, it's, it takes a hell of a lot more to understand uh, how to tell a story than some trained spot monkey. And, um, you know, I've heard the kids around here, and they say, hey, I ask them, why would anybody get into you? Why would anybody care about you? And he looked at me and said, because I do cool shit. I said, really? Okay, you're a buck 80. You're going to kill yourself on the ladders. You're not going to, you're going to be feeling this within five years. And then what are you going to be doing? You're not going to be doing cool shit. So. Um, I understand the mentality, I think, is live for now, because that's the way I was too, just live for the moment. But um, they they don't have any respect for the business. They just think they can go out there and be superstars, and they just want to be famous uh, and just just want people to recognize them and love them and, and be praised. And, you know, they can do that probably for a couple of years. And anybody – the problem too, John – I read an article a couple months ago about there are no celebrities anymore because anybody can be a YouTube star. Anybody can have Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you can be a star in 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 five minutes, and, and you can be a star for five minutes. Or you're going to have a YouTube show that that lasts for you know five years, then pretty much you're done. 
And, you know, the guys who really hustle, hustle. But it used to be it was <laughs> it was territory wrestling, even in the Attitude Era, even when WWE and WCW took over, man. I mean, it was... It wasn't easy just to get in. You had to pay some dues. You had to work for it. You had to put some effort in. Now all you have to learn to do is flip and, uh, you know, act and play. Play wrestling. And if that's what you want to do, I I guess that's what you're going to do. But it it sure won't. I don't know how long it will last. I was going to say it won't last long, but I really don't know how long it will last. And Joey Janela and those guys can knock Cornette all they want. Well, Cornette's made more money, and he's, he's worked more shows and done more in the wrestling business than Joey Janela ever will, or Marco Stunt, or or his brother, or Effie, or any of those those guys. And Cornette's happy with that. He's fine with it. I'm happy with it, and I'm fine with it. Uh, it just it's it's discouraging when. And they think that's that's what wrestling is, and that's what it's supposed to be. They're having fun with it because they don't take it seriously. And I'm not. It's it's not that uh, I'm saying you should take it seriously and treat it like a Greco-Roman match. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying watch Rick Steamboat and, and Flair, uh, watch Ricky Morton and Flair, watch um, God a match between Johnny Valentine and Wahoo McDaniel if you can even find it. Uh, watch watch. John Layfield, JBL, and Eddie Guerrero with the blood and guts. You know, not that we can do that today, but look look what, what that elicits. You see what emotion that elicits. elicits. I, I had some, a, a kid, I've said this before, watch the Terry Funk Harley Race match from 77 go 40 minutes, and he couldn't get into it. And then I sat there and watched it with him and explained what you need to look at, why these moves mean something, why just a subtle move of the arm, a subtle move of the leg, trying to kick out, telling a story, why that's a lost art, why nobody gets into it today because nobody knows how to do this. Nobody's taking the time to study. Nobody's taking the time to go learn. Yes, we have to keep it souped up and Paul Bosch said it best I like strawberries I like to go fishing too but when I go fishing I put worms on the hook because I'm trying to catch uh, fish so you know Effie he was he wanted gay people I guess to come or people who are into gays I don't know hence Effie's gay big gay brunch so he got what he got in social distancing or whatever it didn't look like a, a, a full house don't know if they were restricted or what it may be but you need high spots. You need you need a lot of excitement. Yes, you do. But you also need to boil it down to the basics and fundamentals, and tell a compelling story. Otherwise, it's just moves. It's just ha ha, and it's a bunch of crap. I think that is a great stopping point. And it's funny we did not get to the topic at hand that I was going to cover. We can cover that at a later time. Um, obviously not that important. We kind of got off on, on a great subject today. Uh, I want to mention also kind of some plugs here about what you're doing. Go to adfreeshows.com, Conrad Thompson, Mr. David Silva over there as well, and you can check out Dr. Tom answering uh, some mailbags, doing some uh, match coverings, and uh, a lot of cool stuff like that. So that's adfreeshows.com for Connie. And uh, obviously uh, 
little brother Brucey is uh, over there, over there too. Uh, I just want to also mention ProWrestlingTees.com. You can go there and pick up a JPWA short shirt or a Dr. Tom shirt. I highly recommend the Wanted Dead or Alive Dr. Tom shirt on ProWrestlingTees.com. A Patreon page has been set up for the JPWA. You can become a patron and support them over there. Check out the website at jpwrestlingacademy.com. Of course, Dr. Tom, your book, A Pro Wrestling Curriculum, Advice, Suggestions, and Stories to Help the Aspiring Pro Get to the Next Level. Where can they get this book? Amazon.com. Just punch in, type in, not punch in, type in the subject line, Dr. Tom's book, and it will come up. Also, I can uh, send you a autographed, personally autographed copy uh, if you go to my uh, PayPal. It is drtompritchard at AOL.com. Just send $25, and I would be more than happy to personally sign a book and send it off to you. I'd also mention Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Two Man Power Trip. You can follow Dr. Tom at Dr. Tom Pritchard. Dr. Tom, what's going on as far as some personal appearances coming up? Ah, uh, December fourth, fifth, and sixth, I believe. It is in Winston Salem for AML and Black Disc Check. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys along with Coach Josh Gary. Um, uh, Ricky Morton is also going to be there. Uh, Anderson, C.W. Anderson, your friend. Oh, gosh, dang it. PQ, Preston Quinn. PQ, Preston Quinn, PQ, yes, Preston Quinn. Also, so, I mean, it's going to be a a really cool three days. Uh, Looking forward to it. That's that's in December, and we still have the rest of October and November to hit. So, going to be good. Nice, good stuff. And as always, we thank everybody for joining us this week, and we will see you right back here. I'm taking you to school with Dr. Tom Pritchard. See you next week, folks. Thanks for listening to the two-man power trip of wrestling. What the world is downloading.